Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Email todaycb at rte.ie. Big interest in the weather there. Jerry Murphy, who was with us from uh, MetAir and taking us through it all. And if anything changes over the next little while, of course, we'll bring it uh, to you. I want to tell you, though, that in a, li- a little later on in the programme, we'll be speaking to spinal surgeon Derek Cawley on the various factors that can affect back pain. So if you have any questions on your back pain issues, do text us 51551 or email todaycb at rte.ie. Now, though, London-based Irish author Jane Casey has a new book out and fans will be delighted to know that Detective Maeve Kerrigan features once more. And this time, Maeve is working a case that puts her very, very close to another regular character in Jane's books, D.I. Josh Derwent. It's called The Close. It's published by HarperCollins and it's out now. Jane, you're very welcome. Thank you very much. They get very close. I thought this was going to be it this time, the two of them. It's um, I really couldn't have done more to bring them together. (laughs) I mean, for people who haven't read it yet, I'm not going to give too much away, but it's the closest you're going to come to Maeve and Josh, right? I sent them off together (laughs) together on their own with no one else watching. I think the only thing I didn't do was make there just be one bed in the house. (laughs) (laughs) They have their own bedrooms. Take us through the setup then for people um, who haven't read the book yet. Uh, They are sent off to investigate a murder. Um, They are looking for evidence. So they don't really know what's happened. And they go undercover as a couple in this tiny little idyllic um, cul-de-sac in a lovely little kind of sleepy town. And of course, they're posing as a couple. So they have to hold hands. They have to, you know, be around one another all the time. And they find that in this sleepy little cul-de-sac, there are so many other secrets that they didn't anticipate and so many other issues. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about them getting to know the neighbours while trying to hide their own secrets. And there are a lot of other themes in there as well that you address. So modern day slavery, abuse, coercive control. And it's all, as you say, behind closed doors, behind that veneer of respectability. Was that something that you really consciously approached in this book? Very much so, yeah. I mean, I like. I think... Everybody spent so much time at home during the pandemic and I don't know about everyone else, but I was looking at my neighbours and kind of (laughs) speculating wildly (laughs) on what they were doing and what was happening. Um, And I think uh, it's kind of come out of that, that like you don't really know what's happening behind a perfect front door. Mm -hmm. Um, So it very much is playing on that. And modern day slavery. I I know you're meticulous about about your research always, particularly when it comes to police procedural um, things. But but with that, with modern day slavery, how did you find out about it, learn Um, about it? There are different task forces that tackle it in the UK. And I was able to talk to police officers who've worked on that kind of thing. Um, It's incredibly common. I don't think that we realise what's going on under the surface. And I know every time I go and get my nails done, I'm kind of looking at the manicurist and thinking, are you okay? Like, are you supposed to be here? Are you safe here? Um, And I always over tip just in case because it's just a hidden reality that's there all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, I did a lot of research on it and the specific kind of um, slavery is kind of agricultural. Um, They're in the middle of nowhere. There's no one to come to the rescue. So, yes, until our our heroes swoop into action. Just going back to the relationship between uh, our our Maeve and uh, Josh, do you get put under pressure from 
your readers or your editors to ramp up the sexual tension between those two? Or do you just feel it's a natural progression yourself of their relationship? I mean, I think my editor was slightly horrified at the <laughs> level of sexual tension. Um, and I have anything she wanted me to tone it down a little bit. Uh, I think I'll probably release like a director's cut of the book at some point with all the bits that I had to take out. Um, but yet the readers are very, very opinionated about it. And I love that, that mm-hmm. I get so much feedback on what's happened, what hasn't happened, what should happen, what could happen. Um, but I know what's going to happen. So I just hold my line. Will we find out what's going to happen eventually? Well, I've just written book 11. Uh (laughs) Uh, It was just fascinating to see them both trying to hold the line on their professionalism because they are still working, even though they're supposed to be living together under this guise. But in the house, they're trying to keep those lines in place fairly successfully, but not always. It feels like they're kind of on a desert island, like There's no consequences for what they do, but there would be consequences. So it's sort of like this little holiday, if you like, like a little dream world that they're in um, where they can just be themselves for the first time. How important for you is it that Maeve is is London Irish? I think it's so important to the character. I think maybe Irish people are more aware of it when they read the books than English people Mm -hmm. would be. I don't know that they necessarily see the importance. But in this book, one of the neighbours is also London Irish and they have this like bonding moment where they talk about coming on holidays to Ireland and what it was like having Irish parents. And then, you know, what it's like, it's very different for Maeve to be a police officer in the London Metropolitan Police with that background. Like there is something a little bit edgy about it. Yeah. That she has that. Do you find, because I find as a reader, I, 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 can, I take a little bit of comfort from her Irishness. You know, I, I have a little bond with her beyond, you know, knowing her over all of the books. This is the 10th one, as you said. Does that give you a bit of comfort in writing it as well? Does it allow you to get to know her a lot better? Very much so. And also I love her parents. So I bring her parents in now and then only when I can bring them to work. Like it'd be weird if they turned up every time. (laughs) But um, it's really nice just to have them. They're such a close family. And um, I think that's something that's not necessarily that common in England, but so common here where, you know, your parents know everything about you and want to tell you about everybody you've ever met and what so-and-so is doing Mm -hmm. and Maeve gets all of that. So book 11 then, which is coming, that's not the end, is it? No, there will be more. What about the telly? Is Maeve going to gear up for the telly at any stage? I hope so. But I mean, you never know with TV. And I think like the last time we talked, we were talking about my book, The Killing Kind, which came out two years ago. Um, And that's being made into a TV show at the moment. Um, But that never happens. Like, it's just unbelievable. I'm still pinching myself that it's actually being made. And what's your involvement in that, in the TV side? Well, I'm technically executive producer, but actually that means just being amazed by what they're doing with the story and how they're making it work for TV. So Mm -hmm. they're turning it into a six part show, um, which is very different from a novel. Is that a bit weird watching them? I mean, you can say making it fit for TV or butchering, butchering your story. They're just making it into something different. You don't feel uncomfortable with it, though, do you? No, because the book still exists. And Mm. I've had my go at telling that story. Um, So people can go back to the book if they want. But I think the TV show is going to be brilliant. So, but different. Yeah, different. Absolutely. Because we were having this conversation on the programme recently. If something has been turned into a TV uh, series or a movie, what do you do first? Do you read the book first or do you watch the TV version? Have you an opinion on that? 
I, but I would always read the book first. Yeah, but I'm I, a book person. I would too. I would too. But then I think you feel disappointed when you get to the TV or film because they've left so much out. Or I think it's so different that it's just a totally different experience watching it. Now, your relationship um, with Dublin, because I know since we last spoke, you lost your your dad. Um, your mother then died before him. So does that change your relationship with home? Oh, yes. It do- I mean, it does in that, like, I always used to come home and see them and... I was here an awful lot. And then obviously with the pandemic, it was actually the first time that I really felt like I'd left Ireland because it was so difficult to come back. And I'd never had that. I could always hop on a plane and be here in a couple of hours if I needed to before that. Um, So it's a bit strange coming back now and walking into the house and they're not there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm so lucky, like I have so many friends here and so much support from family and um, it's all still like there's still a lot of love here. Yeah, because I, I suppose when your parents go, you find yourself reevaluating parts of your life. And I just wonder whether you reevaluate well, what is my connection now with home? Has it been altered and changed forever? I mean, what I find difficult is actually when I have some good news with my professional life, that's much worse is you really want to go and ring up and say, do you know what? They're making my book into a TV show or whatever. And nobody's going to care as much as your parents do. Mm. So I do miss that. I really do. Given that life changing experience, is it something that you feel you might introduce into your writing? And have you? I mean, I think everything bad that happens, uh, the way that writers deal with it is to put it then into a book and you kind of you make it into something different that you kind of control. Um, And there were loads of things about how my parents died that were like, I can see them coming into a book at some stage. you know, just it was such a it's such a shocking experience for anyone, I think. Um, And the circumstances were obviously very strange during um, lockdowns and things like that. So I would love to write about it sometime, Um, but it will take a little while for me to be ready to process it and and write about it in a way that you're comfortable with, if that doesn't oversimplify it. But you those experiences are so personal. I'm sure it can be difficult to translate it into your work, essentially. They're personal, but they're universal because everybody's, you know, pretty much everyone's going to go through it at some point. So I always find like if I talk about it, people really recognise what I'm saying. Now, you were previously a children's book editor, isn't that right? How do you feel about all of this sensitivity rewriting, the Roald Dahl story that was in the headlines very recently? Right or wrong? I mean, I think so wrong. Like, I'm really, really annoyed about it because I think it's absolutely fine to do it if you have the author's involvement. And Roald Dahl himself went back and changed things in his books as, you know, society changed. He made many amendments. But the level of interference that he had, like the things that they've changed way over the top, I think. Yeah, but I suppose if you're reading it with 2023 eyes and, you know, somebody who is overweight being portrayed as bad and lazy, those things are just unacceptable now, aren't they? They are. But I think, you know, there's so many amazing children's writers now who are writing fantastic books. And I think, you know, you can go back and kind of rework Roald Dahl or you can give that attention to somebody who's writing amazing books about children you know, regardless of their size and empowering children and doing it now for contemporary readers. Mm. And I feel like they get a bit overlooked. And actually, that would be a much more positive way. So for you, don't touch the originals. I would say handle with care mm-hmm. is is my feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And your own books, do they go through sensitivity readings now before they're sent out into the world? They definitely would if there was something that I was writing about that I was really worried about. But it's going to be your choice, is that it? That would be my choice. Not your editor saying, oh, we better make sure there's nothing in here to offend anybody. Yeah. They don't make that decision. You no, do. It's definitely me. And also, um, like, I think if you've ever had the experience of reading a book where there's an Irish character who comes in and you kind of have that instant cringe because they're like, oh, yes, you know, <laughs> all the stereotypes are there on the page. You don't know how you're going to offend people. You don't know what you're going to get wrong. So ask someone. There's no harm in asking someone to tell you what you're getting wrong. And anyone who follows you online on on Twitter will know Rory. (laughs) (laughs) How how is Rory? He's your spaniel. Rory is my spaniel. Yeah, he's six months old. Ah. He is very bold. He is, um, uh, he's just brilliant. He's just so much fun. Have you had a dog before? This is my first dog. My husband's had a dog before who was untrained and untrainable. Um, So we're trying to do a bit better with Rory. How's that going? Yeah, mixed, I would say. (laughs) I think he's training us. I know, but they're so adorable at that age that it's very hard to be cross with them or, you know, put on the the teacher mode, isn't it? (laughs) I try. He doesn't he doesn't buy it for a second. Well, Jane, it's been lovely to speak to you again. And uh, the book is out now. I'd highly recommend it. What did they say? Reading is a holiday in your head. And that's what I felt like, even though, you know, the topics are very serious. Like we're talking murder and police investigation and so on. But I enjoyed the escape so much when I was reading The Close, which is out now and published by HarperCollins. Lovely to see you again, Jane. Thank Thank you. you. We'll take a break. Text 51551 today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.